You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters podcast. My name is usually Ian, but th- this episode I um, am going as um, DJ Evil Genius because we're going to be talking a little bit about music and we have Bob the Sales Guy, um, Emily the Observer, um, Kathy the CSA, and Phil the UB. Um, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, so before we like officially begin, I wanted to have us have a moment of silence um, for the Cleveland Browns. So how um, just to say a practical joke, just because they over the week and year have gone 0 and 16 <laughs> in their season. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the club. Welcome to being in Detroit only just across one border, which is Ohio. So <laughs> and uh the the I would say, you know, Cleveland it only gets better from here, but the Lions really haven't proven that, so <laughs> still no playoff wins, still no Super Bowl victories. Only a handful of winning seasons, so. But they did have four, hey, the last four seasons were winning seasons, correct? I think three out of the last four. Three out of the last four. four, yeah. Three out of the last four, yeah. But we got decimated in the playoffs, so, when we did, when the Lions did show up, so. Except one, which was like three, uh, Two years ago, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, when Dallas uh, screwed up that when that call in Dallas was screwed up. Not that we're bitter and holding grudges or anything. It's just more of a refs call, and we should have actually won that game. But I know. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a little bit about music. Um, about how um, Spotify heard the story um, earlier this week, earlier this year, that uh, it, that um, Spotify is being sued for one point six billion because they um, weren't paying for their um, they weren't paying the independent artists for their. Um, it was the one music group that, or the uh, collection that owns like Tom Petty and uh, Stevie Nicks, and it wasn't it wasn't a huge music label by no stretch. Um, but yeah, one point six billion is an obscene amount of money, considering what their royalties would have been otherwise. But yeah. I think they're worth something like nineteen billion or something. So really, small potatoes compared to. <laughs> well, I remember the story like what um, Taylor Swift she was talking about. Like, hey, I've been played on Pandora like a billion times and I've got like $3,500 from it or, you know, the royalties. So, yeah, it adds up for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was just heard of the shady accounting that record labels do. So, why wouldn't uh, the streaming services do it? Not saying it's right or anything, but. In in this case, they should be crossing the streams. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) 
because I'm kind of uh, because I'm at one point I was an independent artist. I um, wrote um, EDM songs at one point, so I very much um, I'm pro um, independent movement on music and stuff like that. So to see them um, see these companies like Spotify. Um, not Apple um, take away from um, <laughs> um, I lost what I was going to say um, um, take away from, taking away from independent artists yes I see that as <laughs> I find it disheartening well um, hopefully they'll um, you know figure out the details and you know continue to keep that in mind as they move forward because I love Spotify <laughs> I really do. So I, I'm in their corner, but you know, obviously, it's. Uh, I hope that they do the right thing because they make a ton of money off of um, other people's talent. Um, but I, I use it every single day. So you know, it's one of those things where you know, I, I use Uber all the time. You know, it's sad when people are not. I know Uber isn't as um, ethical as uh, some other rideshare companies. So I hope that Spotify, you know, can take this and run with it. Yeah, you could say the same thing about Bitcoin, but <laughs> oh. but yeah, um, I have lots of friends who have Spotify as well. I'm more of an Apple guy. I um, I use the iTunes. I use that. <laughs> but, um, Am I the only weirdo that's never used Spotify ever? Not no, for one minute. No, no, no. no. They're right there with you. You're a yeah. DJ. You get a pass. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I have the, like one of the biggest music collections like ever. So like I never really needed you know. I bring up Amazon Music and everything is there that I've ever owned, and I you know if I, or it's on YouTube or it's on you know what I mean. Like I've never not found anything that I wanted to listen. You know. Well, the thing I like about Spotify uh, personally is that um, it's kind of cross over to social media a little bit. Like I can follow my friends, what they're listening to. I find out about well, I could a bunch care of new less bands. what my friends are listening to. Oh my <laughs> but god! I learn about and, a lot and, of cool artists because of you know you things I may out, not know of. And then you find out which of your friends listen to Justin Bieber, and you said, "Maybe I need to reevaluate this relationship." Every year, it puts together your top played songs um, of the year, and I'm always very impressed with my my music landscape. If someone saw it, they might laugh. I have everything from musicals to Missy Elliott to Beyonce to Green Sky Bluegrass <laughs> and everything in between. I'm just so. so excited that I found a new friend in Bob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually all by myself here. So, you know, one of my honestly, I went, I road tripped with a friend of mine, and uh, we're friends, but we're not like we didn't grow up together. Like I don't know, like and he, he introduced me to God a dozen artists I've never heard of before. It's the most amazing music, but it's funny. It's all rehashed eighties, <laughs> like all this new stuff coming out. It's like oh my god, they sound like it's kind of like uh, Greta Von Fleet. They sound like Led Zeppelin. Then this other band, they sound like Bauhaus, and these guys, you know, it's like no one's doing their own thing anymore, which is kind of. It's good and bad. Like, I love the sound, but oh my God, it sounds like, why don't I just listen to Nitzareb if I want us to listen to, you know, someone that sounds like him? Right. I mean, speaking of, you mentioned Taylor Swift. Um, her new album came out, and I think she sold a million copies in four days or something. But I mean, you might as well just listen to the Lord album because it's basically the same, <laughs> right, <laughs> same music. Right. Oh, I, and <laughs> to your point, like the Spotify and stuff, I, Generally, go Apple. They usually have this most of the stuff, except one category, which is um, 
like retro video games. I have scoured the internet for like the last five years looking for music from um, Dragon Warrior and other Atari games. It's just not out there. If there were a service that had those songs in it, I would snatch it up in a heartbeat. <laughs> who own, yeah, I was gonna say who owns it? You, I'm sure it's some. It's got to be somewhere. Everything's somewhere. <laughs> all those years I spent as a child taping stuff to cassettes and to VHS tapes, all the man hours I put into it, and now everything's cataloged on YouTube or wherever somewhere. It, it makes me crazy. Like every Simpsons episode ever, we've I had a VHS. I had a boxes of VHS tapes with wrestling and. And, and it's, every it's, Saturday Night Live right. from the 80s. Yeah, and now it's Before all out there. And it's like if I would, if you would have just told me, it would have saved half my life as a child. I yeah. still have my VHS collection. <laughs> I, I'm i wondering if I still have a VHS player. I might. I'm not sure. But, um, I mean I barely have a – I barely have a DVD player, so – I found a VHS player for $3 at a Goodwill once. And inside, Salvation Army, I got one for six. It was a backup just in case because you never know when yours is going to die and you might need another VHS player. Inside, said said no one ever. Right. (laughs) Said Emily the Observer. But inside also was a copy of Space Jam. So, I mean, two for one special. (laughs) Yeah, special delivery. But yeah, um, lost my train of thought again. um, so yeah, if I found a place that had it, I I have a master's in cybersecurity. And I still am afraid that it's on the dark web, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I'm not going there. We, we said, I mean, Bob did say it was out there. He didn't say it was easy to find. <laughs> you know, you you might have to go to the deep, deep dark web here. Yeah, that's what she said. Um. <laughs> um so speaking about if you're hanging around people who say that, I don't know think I want to hang out with them. <laughs> so um speaking about um deep and dark and illegal and stuff like that, I wanted to get a little bit on the topic of a trailer to a game called Life of Black Tiger. It's the trailer to it had a song from an original artist on uh, YouTube. He made like a modified cover to an intro song to an anime called um, Parasite the Maxim, which I am kind of, I am a big fan of anime, but I don't watch that because um, that's the one that has too much blood and gore for me. I'm, I love blood. I love gore when it comes to those type of shows. They do it very well. But um, the trailer was on the PlayStation 4. Um, PlayStation um, Ada Video had that music on the video and monetized that video. Monetization meaning that uh, PlayStation... um, was getting money from that song and never paid the artist for it. So basically, yeah, if there was an ad that played with that with that trailer, Sony would get a small cut of that of that ad revenue, but not the artist who composed that song. Yeah. So here's here's what I came across. There was Studio Madhouse produces Parasite the Maxim and Sony Pictures Japan 
owns Studio Madhouse. That sounds about right. So yeah. do they not have proprietary rights to that music then? Is that technically um, theft? Um, if studio, they're the parent company? Studio Madhouse doesn't have the um, copyright on that. On, the, is, on this particular cover version. Yeah, it's it's a cover, so it's not owned by them. Um, studio Madhouse could um, copyright strike it or flag it, but instead they straight up stole it. Um, and they tried to change place, it, if I understand uh, correctly. They tried to speed it up and make it um, so it wasn't the exact uh, copy. Yeah, they sped up the music just a little bit so that. Um, people wouldn't catch on, but eventually people did catch on, and that um, one cover has now gotten over half a million views because of it. Um, it's the Vanilla kinda, Ice Defense. It's dun 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 dun. <laughs> <Right there. laughs> dun 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 dun. Exactly. <laughs> Although I'll say, for its part, Life of Black Tiger looks like a terrible game. I'm not going to go anywhere near. Yeah. Well, something else I came across is that the the cover art, um, when you Google Tiger Wallpaper HD, it's the same picture. It's I did it to check and see. It's the exact same picture in reverse. So they've not only stole the music, they've stole the cover art of the game as well. Yeah. And to that uh, credit, yeah, they... <laughs> It's unusual for so hey, Sony to do stuff like that. At least, and I may be like a hardcore Nintendo nerd, but that's I do keep up with Sony a bit, and that's unusual for them <laughs> that they give a trailer to a game that they um, was made was terribly made, and then they're taking copyrighted music. It seems like one big massive troll <laughs> I don't know you give a discerned look <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think of another snarky comment about you know to, if they get one person to buy this game you know they, they're going to make out like bandits because you know no original no original music no original art you know, the game itself looks like something, you know, a for, you know, somebody, it looks like somebody's student project. And I'm sure, I don't, I have no idea of how it plays, but it, you know, the graphics, you know, to me are always indicative of how much work went into the final product. So if it looks like crap, it probably plays like crap. So, you know, if they get one person to buy the, buy this, maybe they've already made all their money back. Uh, they've maybe. already gotten more attention I, I don't even know anything about video games you guys know that and I've heard about this so they're doing something right they're getting attention free publicity I don't I wouldn't even talk about Sony in the real world I want to say that it probably is getting um, it was being made by Tiger Electronics those portable handheld games because those were the those best how, those, <laughs> those those were great but you didn't know any better <laughs> the dot dot football I will still play to this very day, where all you were was a little you were blinking just a dot, and you went up down up down up down until there was a hole. Then you went right 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 for like as fast as you could for like eight screens. And then you scored a touchdown and you did it all over again. <laughs> One of the 
to this day will play that if I, if I had one in front of me. I I would um, disagree. I actually um, prefer Tecmo Super Bowl over that. But Only it was Bo Jackson. Otherwise, forget Bo it. Because <laughs> Bo knows Same football. Here. My buddy still has a CRT TV downstairs with a, his old Nintendo still works and it's still playing. He plays Tech Mobile at least twice a week to this day. <laughs> That's, man, that is awesome. I wish I still had my NES. I have my SNES, but mm-hmm. not my NES. Um, got um, destroyed in the um, five like a couple or a few years ago, but. No, um, no. So I, I would say that was um, kind of made by Tyke Electronics, and just to, I would always go Nintendo over Tiger and <laughs> um, that. Um, what else? Um, thinking about. Um, games or people who kind of um, do um, shitty things. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a YouTuber. I'm surprised you didn't talk about this on the IT and the D show on Tuesday about a YouTuber named Logan Paul and how he posted a video online um, showing um, a um going to yeah, maybe as I, getting it as wrong. I, as I understand the story of, he went to the the uh, uh, something known as a suicide forest in Japan, um, which is a well-known spot where kids go to commit suicide. Um, and uh, he happened to catch one of the dead bodies in his video and made fun of it. And surprise, surprise, people didn't think that was exactly in good taste. Um, I never heard of the guy before that's why we didn't talk about it i had to when you brought it up i and i saw a couple memes on uh reddit you know it's like basically you know if you don't know who he is or whatever it doesn't but i googled the story and read it yeah and it was like you know and it's all about the clicks these days and i get that but man what a kind of it's kind of a clown kind of a clown move um him and his brother and you probably and he knew and he knew that's what he was getting into you know he was looking for it Uh, you know why would you go there otherwise i mean anything that brings people to his channel really right and it's cheap that's 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 what we've you know nobody's putting out good content anymore it's all about getting cheap clicks yeah it's more (sighs) so him and his brother you may know his brother his name is um Jake Paul. Um, Never trust anybody with two first names. See, see, I <laughs> yeah, right there. Why I don't date Ashley Madison, but <laughs> but that's definitely why. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, both of those brothers are known for making prank videos, and I'm not a big like. I'm not much into the prank videos. I understand that there is a huge market in that space, but I'm not a fan. The bike, the bike videos where they set up bikes and people steal them and they tie them to a rope and the people fly off the handles. I could watch those videos all day long. Those are absolutely, or they'll put, um, if you've ever seen them, they'll put, uh, airbags in the seat. And as they're driving the bike, they'll deploy the airbag and basically people jump off the bikes. It's, it's, I could literally those all day long. I could watch them. 
That just sounds like a liability suit waiting to happen. They stole the bike, though, so what are you going to, you know? Yeah, it doesn't come with a warning. Right, right, right. right. That's true. Yeah. But they're kind of um, biking in circles. If they, um, uh, I had a joke and I lost it again. <laughs> um, it just, it's not a tricycle. I lost the whole joke, but um this is what's going to happen from this like the logan paul incident is that it's going to cause youtube advertisers to pull out to pull funding from the site like, be yet another more, and more yet another iteration of the adpocalypse do they have a see that's the thing though do they have a choice when like or is it see i don't know how youtube advertising like all, are they buying specifically that show, or are they just buying blanket? Um, Do you follow what I'm saying? I'm following what you're saying. Like you know, um, Daryl uh, Daryl McCullough from the Full Circle podcast. Sure, right? Sure. See, people get monetized, and um, when they get a certain amount of views, um, I can't say how much. It's a certain amount per thousand views um so people like jake paul or casey neistat or pewdiepie or philip defranco those guys um get that along with uh, like other sponsorships so it but sometimes it all depends the medium like if it's news or if it's vlogging or gaming um there are different um there are like different tiers for each one and YouTube tends to want to stick to um having content creators or YouTube creators of videos um sticking to that set genre like vlogging or <laughs> But if I'm Lexus, for example, and I'm buying like mad YouTube ads can I say, hey, I don't want to be on this clown station? Can you can YouTube pull it? Again, I don't know the customization that goes on the back end of that. YouTube talks to their advertisers, and then those advertisers post a certain amount of money for each content creator. And, and, I'm, that and I'm sure it's the kind of thing where the bigger the advertiser you are, the more say you get and where your stuff goes. So it could be, could be, a, could be kind of a hybrid system. Could be Pampers, could be yeah, it's very uh, random. You know. Could be Google, always is Google, <laughs> right, right. Um, could be for GM Chrysler, um, or even small advertisers like um, I'm blanking on one, maybe like Woodward Throwbacks or right, like right. That. Uh, so it all depends who the advertiser is, and if they don't want the, uh, they don't want the Logan Pauls who have um, uh, posting uh, dead bodies, then they can pull advertising out for other people, um, and it's unfortunate. Um, and oh. I'll recommend a um, 
a video that actually does it right, um, showing a dead body, right? And that's um, a video called um, Hello YouTubers by a YouTube channel called Explosum Entertainment. Um, home for cyanide and happiness. So, isn't the term? I mean, isn't YouTube terms of uh, service? Isn't that? I mean, obviously, do they put a graphic label on it? But it, I, is that even allowable to post on YouTube? Since showing somebody hanging, I'm thinking probably um, not. Um, that that but, video is breaking terms of service. Okay, that's what I thought. Bit. Yes, because they're putting to light. Um, Basically, they're yeah, and yeah. posting graphic images and disturbing content. I don't know what's more disturbing that or a friend of mine that like my cat died this morning. Here's a picture of it. Rest in peace, Charlie, or whatever. And I'm like, you took out your camera when your cat died in the morning. What's wrong with you? Again, that's I, a little disturbing. I'm getting attention. I'm getting my dopamine clicks. We, you know, that's what this whole that's thing exactly boils down what to. It is. Right. Posting that on the social media is a catastrophe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, I had, um, we had talked about, um, I wanted to change things a little bit off, um, what I had discussed off the email. I, um, 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 you had talked about earlier, like on your show, about having um, um, going to conventions and stuff like that, like going to PenguinCon and wanting the grand ballroom. And I, um, you, um, I do want to announce that I am going to um, be doing a party room in. Uh, at PenguinCon, and I'm going to be rivaling you and Dave about... Oh, fight's on, man. I got the gloves on. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be... I can tell some of what I'm doing. I'm going to be bringing in retro video game music. I'm going to bring um, um, videos like on repeat about um, Salad Fingers and... Um, a channel called um, Don't Hook Me, I'm Scared and calling it um, the What the Frick Did I Just Watch Room just to rival yours. So I'm just... Game on, Ian. (laughs) Yes. You mentioned Salad Fingers and I was immediately out. (laughs) What the hell is is Salad Fingers? No, you've never seen Salad Fingers? No. Look it up. It's pretty creepy. It's not as... Is it like Blue Waffle or... No. No. All right. I don't want to Google it. I'll Um, do it later. First first thing about Blue Waffle, don't talk about Blue Waffle. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No. um, Solid fingers. Don't hook me. I'm scared. A lot of the dark side of YouTube, as some would call it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, Sounds like my kind of room. Sounds like your kind of room. And I do plan on bringing two groups. I won't say it here, but I will say it later, probably around April time, just to make sure I've got everything in check. But yeah, I'm totally bringing a um, party to PinguaCon. And yeah, 
please, Bob, bring your A game. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's we're at cards on table. We're the greatest '80s DJ in in the state. We'll be playing '80s music. Uh, we're gonna have delicious falling down beer, which is the greatest beer in the state of Michigan, and we're gonna have health and mana mixed drinks, and that's it. We're simple, and and that's a, you know that's what we so that's what you got to compete with right there. Yes, <laughs> and I and I. <laughs> And I like that. Make things easy. Make things fun as well. Mm-hmm. So a side ponytail would be an easy um, costume, or a, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we toyed. We, we toyed with the whole like costume contest, like prizes. But then we realized people come in and out, you know they run in and out of the rooms. There isn't like a set time, and it isn't the only party. Um, so basically, we give them alcohol and let them go come and go as they wish. Tell you what, if there was a costume contest and a side ponytail for me, I look exactly like Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. She is my <laughs> doppelganger. <laughs> so I, I might win. You should probably do that. <laughs> it, only if you walk around with the uh, case of pencils or yeah. whatever the hell it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing my vote for Pedro shirt from now on. <laughs> See, the thing is that room. Like I sit right by the window. The window's open. We had to go buy fans at Home Depot, uh, and like. I'm wearing like a golf, sh- like a one of those dry golf shirts because I mean that room gets so hot. There's nothing we could do about it. We had the ACs cranked all the way down. Didn't help. I mean that was like just an absolute sweat box, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and, and I was there, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, you. That was a great night because it was two nights, but <laughs> but no, yes, please bring it. Uh, <laughs> I um, have just one more um, thing to talk about, and that's um, stuff like like Star Wars Battlefront Two and Shadow Loving of it. More to- uh, Shadow of Mordor. He, he must and- have the pink Darth Vader mod. Yes. No, I'm. I never got. I didn't get the hate for Battlefront Two. I've been playing it since I since day one, um, and I'm okay that you can't be Darth Vader in multiplayer yet. Um, I'm, it's totally fine. Like the game's phenomenal. Like I'm big call of duty battlefield guy and this is, it couldn't, this game couldn't be better as far as I'm concerned. Um, people are going to argue with me and that's fine, but I don't know what they want anymore. I don't know what anyone wants anymore. Everybody complains about everything. So when I, so when I, uh, pump $2,000 into the game and destroy you in multiplayer, you're okay with that? I, I'm not getting destroyed. That's the thing. I'm. I'm pretty much one to one kill death ratio. You know, I, I'm only on my second gun uh, on a, on, uh, on assault troopers and it's fine. Like it's, I don't, I'm not getting destroyed. It's, I don't know. It's not to me. The difficulty isn't, it's, it's pretty medium. Like, trust me. And I played Call of Duty where I got absolutely wiped off the face of the planet. Um, and it, this isn't, you know, there's, they, they kept it where you can't dominate at least the way, at least how I feel. Yeah, and I'm not arguing that it's a good game. From what the reviewers have said, the gameplay is pretty good. It's great. It's pretty good, but the fact that they keep like um, the microtransactions and that the crate stuff's stupid. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and that there are lots of people, me being a gambler. Absolutely do not like microtransactions in a game. I 
I, I will um, fight it to no end to see them leave or um, find a way that actually works with them being in a game. <laughs> see, I always bought the $20 extra, the, the deluxe version, unlock all the crap. I'm fine with that. Um, I bought the Trooper Edition for Battlefront 2, and I'm, I was fine with that. It's the microtrains. I just will. I'll just avoid it. But it never. It didn't degradate my gameplay. The campaign. The game's. It's a pretty beautiful game. They got arcade mode. You want to be Vader? Go play arcade mode versus AI, right? Um, but like the multiplayer stuff, the vast worlds, and you, you know, it, it's, it's. I can't find a better game right now. Honest to God, I think it's pretty flawless. But the microtrain. Yeah, Mike. If you, the microtransactions never bothered me yet. I don't even go there. Opening the crates is kind of a pain in the ass. So what? Game's fun as hell. You get in and out in a half an hour. You get basically two, three good games on multiplayer, and you know, call it a day. I don't need a. I need. I don't need all the little things. And I don't either. And it's okay. And I'm not um, complaining that you shouldn't buy the game. It's free will. You can just understand. You know, if you do choose to buy the game. You're in a way supporting this microtransaction economy that things could be going to. Not if I don't buy them. You know, you have you have. I mean, you have people pumping money into like Clash of Clans. They like have a monthly budget, like a car note, that they're <laughs> buying. You know, on these freemium games. So I mean, th- that world's already established. That world's already that 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 world's baked. That they, they ain't going nowhere. Um, and people aren't going to, you know, I'm not going to not buy Battlefront 2 because they have microtransactions. I mean, and I, I just won't buy them, the, the microtransactions, right? I'll just play it for the, you know, for the campaign mode alone, that game was worth every dollar I spent on it. Just for the campaign mode. Now that the multiplayer, that's what everybody's complaining about, you know, it, again, I don't need to, I don't need to have 95 kills. And so what? I, you know, 10, uh, 10 kills, 10 deaths. I'm fine with that. Call it a day. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, if uh, that's, um, you know, you you make that decision for yourself um, based on your own reasons, and you know, at the end of the day, we we respect them. Sure. Likewise. Yeah. yeah it's our, I just uh, I just never bought it because I'm not into multiplayer. Um, I like my Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, right now, that's where I've been putting my time. Um, no multiplayer at all. Um, and yeah, I'm having, I'm enjoying unraveling the story and seeing the, seeing the beautiful world that, uh, you know, is, you know, is basically our world after some huge robot apocalypse, but everything's beautiful a thousand, you know, maybe thousand, you know, however many years later after that occurred. Yeah, and I've heard good things about Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know too much about it. See, the open world stuff's getting a little ridiculous. Like, you know, I, I went through Witcher and Skyrim and Mad Max and those were, and, you know, Call of Duty, or not Call of Duty, um, uh, Assassin's Ca- Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed also. Those worlds are just absolutely, it's crazy how immense these, these open worlds are. And it's, it makes it for, for a, I guess a fun experience, but also it's daunting. You look at the map on Assassin's Creed, I'm barely scratch the surface. And then Battlefront 2 comes out. Now I shelved it. You know, so it's one of those, mm-hmm. you know, to, that to me, that's more of a bigger problem is these, these crazy open world games where it takes forever just to get through it. 
and then a new, you know, something else pops in the, you know. No, and I've, I've certainly had my days when I've uh, booted the game up and I'm like, well, where do I want to go today? I have no idea. <laughs> that's why, hey, that's why, um, like for me, I try to play tons of varieties of hey, genres of games. I'm not big into, um, the FPS games like the Battlefield and stuff sure. like that. But I am into like, um, I am into open world. I am into uh, platforming. But like right now, I'm playing uh, Cuphead. I, um, and that's not open world. That's like the majority of the things that are in there are purely just boss fights. Mm. So. Um, Did you know they, that uh, they made a Cuphead for mobile? Yes, and I was transitioning to that too. Um, <laughs> they made a uh, mobile. Um, when I say they, I mean somebody not at all connected with the original studio who's just trying to do a do a quick rip off and cash in. Yeah, the original price for Cuphead is twenty dollars. It's on Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox. Not on PlayStation. Not, uh, only not on a, PlayStation. Only, no, it's only Xbox. Only? Is it because it's Microsoft published? Oh, okay. <sighs> I made a mistake there. Um, so yeah, it's on Xbox and it retails for twenty dollars. Um, but somebody decided they would try to rip off, um, um, port it to um, mobile for free. So people are going to go on to their mobile devices, just like um, two people I know named. Bob and Emily <laughs> right now, and they're going to go try to look and for buy right and see that right for now. themselves. I thought they took yes. it down. <laughs> they yeah, they did. May, uh, they, they it was did. taken down. Yeah. But there's still a lot of other um, crappy knockoffs out there. Um, if you're familiar with Reddit, you can see a lot of these <laughs> on the crappy off-brands uh, subreddit. It's, it's a hilarious place to hang out sometimes. Like um, Amazing Brave Rock, which is a ripoff of ba- ah, Crash Bandicoot, and also Final Fantasy Fifteen is on there. Mm. So, although there is a legitimate mobile remake for uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen that is coming, um, it's going to be done in a different art style than the version we're familiar with, but it is coming. Yeah, I used to play Sega. <laughs> You used to play. You used to play. Cool story, Sega. bro. Yes. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> nice. My my wife was so excited when uh, when she saw that uh, Kid Chameleon was available for for iPhone now. So, um, yeah, Sega's porting a lot of their games now to uh, to other platforms now that they're strictly software. I should look for the Bubsy game. I got to level fifteen, then I died and said, "Done." That's enough. <laughs> I don't need to see level six. Yeah. I, play, I play Clash Royale every day. I kind of hate myself when I. It's like my like quick game of cards, and I I can't get enough of it, and I hate it. I mean, I probably spent. I mean, that was the only thing I had in my room when I was you know seventh grade or whatever, and I probably spent all my time playing that game. And once once it wronged me, I was done. Yeah, <laughs> okay. moved on. <laughs> Yeah, I, treat your games like you treat your men, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they wrong you and you're done with them? <laughs> yep. No, One strike. You know, not three the, strikes, not, no three strike rule. Not any of the old games like the um, 
um, the NES, the SNES, or um, <laughs> or the Sega Genesis. I'm not treating my games like my girlfriends or former girlfriends, for that matter. <laughs> I'm not going to get into why, but I think you understand. When it gets to, when they get too complicated, I just I throw them to the side and I ghost. That's, a, you know, that's, that's totally my gaming life. No, I've, ghosting's I'm, key. Exactly. I, I'm getting to the point that I used to blow in the cartridges. Ah, so. ah. <laughs> but no. Supposedly, you're, yeah, I've heard you're not actually supposed to do that. But that was always in either, but it always in either scenario. <laughs> in either case. Apparently, uh, with the the, I got Nintendo Switch for my kids, and apparently the thing like the, the games taste bad. They have purposely put something. So like, of course, first thing my kid has to do before she even puts the game in is she has to put her tongue to the stupid game. I'm like, Are you kidding me? She's like, it does taste bad. I'm like, what do you think it was gonna taste like? Candy? Like, you know. So like that's the big thing with the no. rumor. Like, oh, oh my god, it tastes bad. So they gotta eat it. No, right. They're not I mean, gonna... I, I was I was surprised when I saw those stories. I mean, nobody has ever felt the urge to put an Xbox disc or a PlayStation disc in their mouth. Why did we wait till the Nintendo Switch for this? Because they're CDs. I, maybe I don't. Because they didn't want to have memes of um, bait and switch. Ah, That's yes. Why. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Because. Yeah. But the but the real question is how do your DS and 3DS got carts taste? Has anyone tried to lick those? Personally, no, I have not. I guess I'm alone on that one. <laughs> no! <laughs> nope, I'm sorry. I do not eat at my games. Do not have they intimate relationship with my you. time, but still. Right. <laughs> no. Um it's um Basically, yeah. Um, um, so, Phil, um, where can we find you? I will be at the Jupe dealership. Um, if you've uh, seen the seen the picture on Crappy Off Brands, <laughs> I will um, be my. Uh, I will try to be myself at all times. Uh, Bob, where can we find you? Uh, all things IT and the D, all things podcast Detroit, and follow, now at Falling Down Beer Company. Yeah. Um, where can we find you? Uh, well, Tuesday, you can find me at the IT and the D Ann Arbor meetup um, at um, Haymaker Brewery um, in Ann Arbor. Um, normally, you can find me um, around the Berkeley region. Tonight, I'll be walking around Detroit. You know, I'm just phantoming, ghosting. That's mm. uh, my key. I thought that event was last Tuesday, <laughs> but it's know. this coming Tuesday, the ninth. It's Tuesday the ninth. And Kathy, we know that we will find you somewhere in the ether, correct? I think you guys have decided you're gonna tape a note on the door. I think that's what we decided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Didn't we? Yes. Um but yeah, this is the Retro Detroit Nerdfighters. Um, my name is usually Ian the Well-Informed, but this episode, DJ Evil Genius. Um, 